You're listening to This Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the authentic voices of our local youth, sharing their thoughts and feelings of growing up and living in the city we call home. Welcome to season four. Our theme is new normal under the pandemic, a year after. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Juhi, and today in the studio, I have Charlie with me. Say hello, Charlie. Hi, I'm Charlie, and this year I'm 14, and thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. I'm so glad that you're here. Today, we're going to talk about online school, the pandemic. We're going to talk a little bit about how this experience has been for you. So first things first, I'm going to ask you, how is online school going for you? Are you um, fully online? Have you been going into school sometimes? What has that been like for you? Well, right now for online school, we're going to school, real school, once a week for half a day, so from 8 to 1 p.m. This happens, as I said, once a week, and every other day we're online from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Wow, that is a grueling schedule. So how do you manage to stay focused during school? Like, do you have little tricks? What do you usually do when you're at home a lot? I can imagine that your mindset changes when you're at home versus when you're at school. Well, staying focused, in my opinion, is one of the biggest issues that a lot of students have encountered, myself included, over this online period. So the way that I've stayed focused over this period is to have a clear and concise goal for myself, as well as setting daily tasks for myself. So these tasks include having long and short-term goals. So short-term goals can include like finishing my homework, completing after-school activities, or doing some service to help out the community. And long-term tasks and goals that I set for myself include looking at long projects throughout the year and also looking at universities and studying for tests further down in the year. That's great, Charlie. I love how you're getting into it and you're really like, you know, trying to find a good path for yourself. A lot of students struggle to create a good daily schedule. So I'm really proud of you. That sounds great. And one thing I was going to ask you about is how has your social life been during the pandemic? It could take a strain. It could have been better. What has that been like for you? Well, social life for me has in some aspects been better and also in some aspects been worse. As we're not in school, we can't see, well, personally, I can't see my friends face to face. So we can't have that person to person and that close connection. However, I have found myself being able to communicate a lot more with my friends. So on calls and on messages, that's been the main way I've been communicating with a lot of my friends. This has helped me do my a lot of my work, as well as just keep in touch with some of my friends, check in with them to see how they're doing, because these are, after all, the people I care about a lot. Of course, that's very noble, Charlie. And how has it been communicating with your family? I'm sure that you may see them a lot because you're at home a lot more and you may have to interact with them a lot or you may have to interact with them less. But how has that been for you personally? It's have some ups and downs. So in terms of the positives, I'm really grateful for my mom. She stays at home every day with such a boring like schedule, <laughs> getting up and looking after 
for me. Um, she doesn't really go out that much and she's just looking after me, seeing how she can support me every day, which is something I'm really appreciative of. And it's a lot of work for her, but it's inevitable that staying at home all day, every day for months on end, you're bound to get a, li a little bit cooked up in the house sometimes. So we might encounter some road bumps, but I think generally I'm really appreciative of my mom staying at home and taking care of me every day. It's something that she's done really good and I couldn't be happier to have her. That's really sweet, Charlie. I'm very like passionate about people who are also very appreciative and have a lot of gratitude. And I think that we often take advantage of the people that we have in our lives and we start to notice them a lot more when we're spending almost every hour of the day with them. So I'm sure that that has um, been a real eye-opening moment for you. And have you guys encountered any difficulties? Um, I think the biggest difficulty we've actually encountered was um, that she wants me to go out because I don't, I know that going out is something good for my physical and mental health, but I'm quite busy nowadays, so it's something that I'm, she kind of urges me to do. And another thing related to families that I've felt is a big roadblock is that my dad had left to England this year at the end of 2020, which has been one of the biggest changes in my life. And seeing that he's not in my day-to-day -day life is a big change for me, which could, that's affected me in different ways. Wow, that is a very challenging thing to go through, and I can't imagine how difficult that has been for you. Have you been able to communicate this like to other family members or to your mom or to even friends for support? Um, yeah, there's been quite a few people who have been there for me, so some of my really close friends and especially my mom, they've been really supportive of me and have, especially my mom has taken the time to just listen to me and my friends have also listened to me rant at night on text so that's something I'm really appreciative of that they're there for me and that there's people to care for me. Yeah and you've mentioned communicating a lot and being very appreciative and I think that's a very key takeaway for a lot of our listeners. You also mentioned um, trying to get outside more and trying to take on new things. Have you been able to try to get outside more? So Staying balanced is one of the key things in the pandemic to be sure we're like all keeping healthy. So I've been doing quite a bit of exercise like running and going out on walks with my mom as well as um, doing some workouts at home and doing skip rope. That's one of the things I've like challenged myself to do every day. Wow, that's a lot to take on. How has skip roping been for you? Um, I aim to do like a thousand in one go, but I think I'm getting closer and closer to my goal. But it's just a way for me to take away from all the hours of work on my computer and take a short break and get right back to it. It's something that's good for my physical and mental health. Definitely. And exercise is so important. So I'm glad that you've invested yourself in like doing more activities and trying to find new ways of getting away from the computer and taking care of your eyes as well. Another question I had for you was, how has it been in terms of um, projects and school-wise? Like, have you been getting into anything new, whether it's been at home or at, at like, well, outdoors? How has that been for you? 
Um, in terms of projects, I've taken on the VR for Good Challenge, which was sponsored by Facebook. It's a challenge where you take some message you want to convey and you make a VR game corresponding to it. So our plan was is to make a game about schizophrenia, which, if you didn't know, is a mental illness which causes hallucinations and auditory and sensory hallucinations. So what we're aiming to do with this game is to bring light to this illness, as well as making sure that people understand that mental illnesses aren't a bad thing and that everyone has their own special way of communicating and expressing themselves. So in my personal experience, I know a friend who has a similar mental illness, which is autism and Although that person can't express themselves with words, everyone has their own special way of communicating and expressing themselves to the world. So it's important to be open-minded to this factor. That is very impressive, Charlie. I think that's a very um, inspirational project that you have going there. How did you um, learn about the project? Was it through social media, through friends, through school? How did you come to know the project? Well, this project was kind of alerted to me when we're sent like weekly emails on a bulletin which show us what events there are for students to take part in. So that's one thing I think is really good to be initiative to take part in some events like this. I've also seen it on social media such as Facebook, and that's a way that I've also involved myself in a lot of other service activities to give back to the community. This is one way I've done it. Even though we have to social distance and stay away from society, we have to stay at a distance from everyone. This is still a way, an online method for us to help the community and spread positivity. Definitely. How did you and your friends start developing and creating the project? Well, we looked at different um, issues that were in the world and we thought that inequality and kind of prejudice was one of them so we thought building off of this what kind of prejudices are there so our aim with the game was to make it in an art style which would be appealing to a wide audience so it would look kind of cartoonish so it's not it's aimed to not scare away younger audiences and to kind of explain to them what this illness is and to explain there's nothing to be afraid of people with this illness and to educate the mass population about the mental illness. So it's more informative and educational. Is it targeted at a specific age group, a specific society or a place in the world? Like where did you guys like intend to have your target audience? We wanted to have the target audience to younger members of society in Hong Kong because I don't think it's a very covered issue in Hong Kong. So we thought that it would be important to show the younger people in Hong Kong what schizophrenia is and to not be scared of people with mental illnesses such as schizophrenia. Have you thought about what kind of impact this would have on them, like on your audience? Well, we thought that this would have a pretty positive impact on the audience, knowing that they're now aware that such things are in fact real and in society and that we should not discriminate against people who express themselves in a different way which was our main goal for this project and one of the biggest questions that i have for you is where did you see yourself like 
in the project? Like, what do you think is your most important role? Obviously, um, you would have to delegate and uh, share different responsibilities within the group. But personally, what do you think is the most important role that you have? I think my most important role, I have a couple, which includes programming the actual game as well as coming up and conveying this message to the mass audience to th- kind of solidify ideas because we had a lot of ideas so we looked at existing games but all existing games on mental illness covered it in a horror fashion which we thought would shy and scare away a lot of the younger audience so we wanted to kind of get away from the status quo and make our own rendition of those games but in a less scary and more attractive method and art style. Yeah, of course. Did you take any inspiration from any other games? There are a lot of creators online who make these indie games which are really colorful and we've all like seen these kind of games which are colorful and have like smooth art styles which are simple and we thought we took a lot of our inspiration from that simple and to the point but also with a very strong and powerful message behind it. That's great to have a good way to kind of convey how you're feeling about this topic as well. Another thing I also wanted to ask you is personally, in terms of mental health, we've been discussing mental health and the game that you're developing. One of the things I wanted to ask was how has your mental health been during the pandemic? Everybody is at different stages. Sometimes it's fluctuating. Sometimes it's easy. But personally, how has it been for you? Um, Touching on mental health, I think a lot of the students nowadays, especially in the COVID situation, have been experiencing different things with mental health. In my personal experiences, I've encountered a lot of lack of sleep, so I've been getting a lot less sleep than I normally would, as well as a lot of extra stress coming from family issues like my dad having left, as well as the pressure from academics and not having that face-to-face communication with teachers at school is another um, place where my stress would come from and another pressure on me as well as being at a distance from my friends. Right. So what kind of coping mechanisms did you use, especially for, you know, your dad leaving that must have been a very difficult ordeal. So what kind of coping mechanisms have you been using Um, for yourself or maybe other people around you have been recommending to you what has been one thing that's been working for you? I think the biggest thing that's been working for me and that I strongly urge a lot of people to try is to just talk and I know it sounds really cliched but it's really important sometimes to just take a step back and talk about how you feel to someone who you really care about so for me I have friends who are there for me to listen, as well as my mom, who is someone who has listened to me and supported me a lot. Definitely. Before we close the episode, do you have any other advice or recommendations for students or even other teenagers going through what you're going through um, at home, the difficulties in terms of sleep that you're encountering at school, starting a new project even? Do you have any advice in any or all of those um, areas of your life? So my advice for students is that it's very important to stay focused and balanced. So 
like try and have an idea of what you want to do as well as in terms of staying balanced i really recommend keeping into account things like studying as well as your mental health and your physical health and well-being and your relationships and most importantly i think you should not be afraid of failure because that's another step to success and a lot of the times in online learning you might encounter some failures or some things that might not have gone as smoothly as you thought so don't be afraid of that and remember that it's another step to success that is great advice charlie thank you for sharing and i know that it is a difficult time for you and all of us are going through a difficult time being at home or being outdoors, trying to deal with so many different things on one day. So failure is something that we definitely think about a lot. So I want to acknowledge um, how much you shared with us today. And I really want to thank you for being on the show and sharing your experiences, being very candid about the things that you're going through. So I'm going to close the show. And thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you very much for having me. This Hong Kong Life is an initiative by Kelly Support Group. We're a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. If you like the show, please subscribe to listen to a new episode every week. We would love to hear from you. So do nominate yourself or a friend to share next by leaving us a message or dropping us a note at contact at kely.org. See you next time.